Are you a kiddo who dreams? Kinky dreams? Dreams of wearing pants like the ones you grew up with? Well, golly gee, dream no more. Kinky Dreams specializes in printing cute vintage designs of diaper prints, superheroes, and cartoon characters on adult diapers. These handcrafted pants will leave you feeling your full baby fantasy. If you want to get your grabby hands on one of these one-of-a-kind diapers, make sure to use promo code PLAYTIME for 10% off all Kinky Dreams products. Kinky Dreams, making your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsies Nook, I tell you about my experience being a padded little at Disneyland, plus I sit down with my two favorite stoners to talk about kinks and relationships. This week in Newsies News, Folsom in San Francisco is Sunday, September 25th. I bought my plane ticket. Will I see you there? SoCal Babies, mark your calendars. Saturday, October 1st is Playdate at AWOL Bar in San Diego. An age play ABDL event for daddies and boys. And then on Sunday, October 2nd is a brunch. Tickets for the brunch are now on sale. I will have a link in the show notes. Also in Newsies News, have you seen Little Comfort's new skunk tail? It is the perfect addition to any stinker's wardrobe, and I can already think of a few messers that it would be perfect for. I will also have a link to this product in the show notes. Ha! It's no secret that I'm a mega soaker. Sometimes I just put on a diaper, drink a little water, and bam, I'm leaking all over the place. And I'm left thinking, is it me? Am I the soaker? And then I found North Shore's Mega Maxes. Have you seen them? They say they can last up to 12 hours. 12 hours, I know! And they come in a variety of colors like white, pink, tie-dye, and blue. My favorites is blue. And the best part is it's anti-odor, so I can be my little stinker self all I want. If you want to get your grabby hands on them, just look in the show notes of this episode. I got you. It's like what North Shore always says. Be dry, be confident, be you. This week in Newsies Nook, we are getting high and talking about kinks and relationships. I had the honor to virtually smoke with Bandit the Himbo Stoner and his partner in crime, Dakota, about being stoners, their relationship, their pack, and their love of being lifestyle kinksters. Well, okay, let's like jump into that because I bet I'm not the only like baby stoner quote-unquote baby stoner i'm using that both in terms of like literally being new to being to weed and also being a baby is i mean what do people need like if they were like a first-time stoner what what do people need to know when they go into a shop when they go into a dispensary um i think one of the tricks is what i always do is ask the bud tender what they are excited about that's a really good like psychology trick um is go in and say, hey, what are you, can you show me what, what has you excited or what are you smoking on lately um, is, is like a really good way or just for like find a bartender that you kind of connect with and tell them how you're feeling, like how you want to feel. Um, and Dakota can kind of touch on some stuff because he, he does a lot of, a lot of shopping because I'm a bartender, but Dakota's not, but he probably knows as much about weed as I do. Um, I think like, Bandit tells a lot of stories about people who, like, come in and they're just, like, kind of shady acting or, like, kind of don't want to be honest. Like, I think the best thing to do, like, if you're new to smoking is, like, go into the dispenser and be like, hey, like, I'm new. And they're going to be able to, like, hook you up with, like, exactly what you need to start out. Like, any good dispenser will be able to kind of, um, like, use the knowledge that you're new and adapt the experience a little bit to that i think like you treat someone never smoked before probably you're going to give them a lot different stuff than somebody who smokes every day yeah yeah the biggest thing is just being honest and asking them like hey what do you you know what do you think and we always tell people like trust your bud sender um but something for like people new into to legal cannabis um that's really important to remember is what 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 works for one person may not work 
for you. There are certain strains that make me feel really good and make me happy that doesn't necessarily agree with Dakota and vice versa. So a lot of it is just trial and error. And you and I talked about that when you first got to it and was asking me about what strains. And I was, you know, I always tell people it it's trial and error because it's an, it's a plan and it's going to affect everybody a tiny bit different, you know, and you might think, Oh, I don't care for sativas or I, I like indicas a lot better. So it's kind of just filling your way through it and trusting your bud tender. There you go. And then Dakota, let's talk about diapers and being high and what special creation comes of being a high baby. What for, what for you, what for you is that what, like for you, why are those two things go well together so well? Um, I think I spend a lot of time high and I also spend a lot of time in little space. Um, and I think for me, like, <laughs> this is the part where he takes a hit from a bong. I think um, when I started smoking weed, it became very apparent very quickly to me that weed helps me feel small and it helps me feel little. I always like kind of say that it like opens up my imagination more. Like I can kind of go off into these fun little like places in my head um, when I'm high and like little like imagination realms that when I'm, um, you know, when I'm not high, it just doesn't happen as easily. So sometimes like, like if I have like a long day at work, I'll like come home and I'll tell Bandit, I'll be like, man, I really like, really need to smoke. But that also kind of means for me, like, man, like I really need to smoke and get into a little space. Cause that's like a lot of how I enjoy my downtime, I think. Um, but just for me, they go really well together. Do you think pot allows like allows you to get into that little space? Like it allows you to just like relax. It allows you to like just let go of your day and all the baggage that it's put upon you. Yeah, I think that it um, kind of creates like a delineation of like, okay, here's my like work self or my school self. And then here's my like little high goofy self. And I think um, it's like in a way it's a trigger for a little space for me. Bandit, did, were you a diaper wearer before meeting Dakota? No, actually, no. Dakota was the first, the first little that I ever like engaged with in real life. Um, I didn't know a whole lot about the actual ABDL kink. Um, I've I've kind of been a a daddy my whole adult life. Um, I've always just been told that I kind of like have that kind of personality about me um but as far as like getting very involved in actual abdl um dakota was was the first and he he's taught me pretty much everything that i know about um about abdl outside of the daddy headspace that i can very naturally you know and easily get into um he kind of kind of opened all of those doors for me yeah absolutely so i remember like right when we had first met like we were hanging out at his house and i um was like i was like i'm gonna wear a diaper and i knew that he had never been like around someone who had been padded before and then i was like wearing and it was all good um and like probably 30 or minute 30 minutes or so later i i wet because i do that <laughs> way and I was like I was like hey bandit like I'm soggy and he was like I remember he was like you peed in it like he was so shocked <laughs> um and so that's kind of like shows where we started and um like how far our relationship has come because like I just got home from work and he was like all right kiddo like time for changes and stuff so it's really uh, been cool to see him like take his natural daddy headspace and adopt that towards like being an ABDL daddy. Cause you know, there's so many, like, I think there's different types of daddies that you can be and he makes for a really good one. So. so was that the first time he ever saw you in a diaper? Yeah, it was. So where did you guys meet? Like how did, how did a non diaper wearer and a diaper wearer meet? Um, so we're both puppies and we actually met through like the pup community 
um, down in Atlanta. We were both somewhat local there. and Yeah, our, our puppy home base started in Atlanta. That's where we were kind of raised in our puppyhood. In the very early stages of our kink was in, in Atlanta. And I was, I was in the city poking around, and we kind of crossed paths through an Atlanta puppy chat. And we're like, hey, I know of you. And I needed a lunch date. And I kind of bullied him into very much bullied. I very much bullied him into driving what he considered way far out of his way to meet me for lunch and have tacos and beer. Not only that, it was early. You made, you made him drive to you? Yeah, of course. How what how long was this drive? Oh, like 20 minutes. Yeah, probably 20 30. Minutes. But we met we met for tacos and we we kind of liked each other and Shortly afterwards, he came over to spend the night, and he never went I home. Literally, let, never left. He came over to spend the night and never went home. <laughs> and then, how far? How long after that official meeting, and then you discovering that he was into diapers? How long was that time gap? Oh, there was none. I knew before I even met him in person. I knew that he was a little in ABDL. It was just a part of. You might say I have had slash have slash slight reputation for being a little like even in the puppy community yeah i mean that's what everybody knows him as first is like the little puppy yeah oh and was that a turn on for you was the diaper the turn on for you yeah i'm very much turned on by the diapers but very much like just the headspace and him in general like him being a little like his his submissive little headspace works very well with my style of like the daddy like alpha dominant headspace i think you're like a little bit i don't know if impress is the right word but like pleasantly surprised with like how much of a little headspace i had because like i think you already at that point knew that you liked like you always like one of the first things he ever told me was um i'd rather fuck your brain than your body um and so he and i have both always known that we're really into like role play and headspace play um we kind of call it um so i think that more than the like diaper wearing itself like the fact that i had such a strong little headspace i think that was a big turn on for him one more question on the relationship before we move on do you think that because it started from a a kink space right like you guys met through a kink channel do you think that strengthens the relationship and then a second question to that is you were talking about how your headspaces mend together do you think that's also a key factor into like a healthy relationship i think that i don't i wouldn't say that kink strengthens our relationship because we are day in and day out 24 7 kinksters so it is it is who we are it's not like a and that's what makes it so special for us is it's not a like a common interest that we have. It is it is who we are. It is how we live our life every second of the day. We are we are full time kinksters. I am I am a full time psycho bandit, himbo stoner, puppy daddy, and he is full time little coders, twunk, buff baby like super super little and that's like that's what works so well is because i think we are both all kink and kink is our it is our number one passion in life how do you do that how do you stay in kink lifestyle mode at all times i would definitely say that it was like it was a process to get there yeah but we we have given up any like any idea of like a normal life like we just don't subscribe to like being normal traditional people um and I think that like we just over time like we knew it was something we both wanted we knew that we both wanted to be full-time kinksters and I think we have just we've worked very hard to make it there we spent every like ounce of our energy just working towards that goal and like yeah we even like we were talking about we met in Atlanta, but obviously, um, or not obviously, we live in Seattle now. Yeah, we're in Seattle now. Um, and and we, that was part of it. That was strategically part of the plan. Is Seattle was a very kink friendly, very queer friendly city. Um, and when we met, we knew, you know, and and people, 
people talk to us and they see us on Twitter and they see like the posts and the content that we post. And that is, that is genuinely, it is who we are. And like the pictures that we post are very often what we're doing that exact day mm-hmm. or within a couple of days. And people always, you know, reach out and they, you know, they, they're curious about how we're able to, to live the life and, you know, full-time kinksters and they want advice. And, you know, some of our biggest advice, I think is, is always have a goal. You know, if you want to be a full-time kinkster, keep that in sight. Um, do, everything. do everything you can to get there and you, you have to be fearless and you have to be willing to, to be comfortable with creating some distance in your life with people that are going to stop you from that. Yeah, Cause it's, it's going to happen. But the thing is, if you're super into kink, it is, it is who you are. You live it and you breathe it. And that's us. And we knew that, that that's the life we wanted to live. And we, we put every ounce of ourselves into a plan and we still do every day. We work hard every day to maintain like a day in and day out kink lifestyle. It is, it is just, it is hard work. Like, the fierceness of a lion and ambition and the drive to get there. An interesting question that popped into, into my head as you were saying that, is it easier to be kinky full-time or is it easier to be a quote unquote normal human being full-time? Easier to be kinky full-time. Yeah. I think one of the biggest and hardest things about being kinky all the time is you just have to let go of or not being kinky all the time, but being a kinkster all the time and being like what I would consider to be my true self all the time. Like, at a certain point, you just have to let go of, like, what other people's, like, expectations of you are. Like, if I, like, walk down the street, or if I'm going to take the dogs out and I'm wearing, like, my pajamas, that's mm-hmm. probably, like, my favorite space jammies. Whereas, like, other people go out and they take their dogs out and, like, walk down the street and they're wearing, like, their pajamas, but it's, like, you know, adult normal pajamas. And, like, for me, it's, like, the little stuff like that where you just have to let go of, like, oh, yeah, people are going to look at me weird. Like, people are going to, like, make their, like, people are going to comment on it or people are going to, like, um, look at me funny. Um, you just have to, like, let go of, like, letting that be a factor in the decisions you make, I think, in order to, like, live that full time. Nice. Let's move on to now headspaces, right? You said your guys' headspaces mend very well. Dakota, what is something that Pup Bandit does to you when you're in a little space and he's in his daddy space that you just absolutely enjoy? Um, he's a really good teaser. He's like a lot of my um like what makes me feel little is also like tied with feeling embarrassment. Like I think the more embarrassed I feel, the smaller I feel. Um He's really, really good at, like, getting me in that, like, blushy little headspace where he's, like, you know, teasing me for being soggy. and, and I've been called a bully in the past, apparently. <laughs> so, I mean, what are you, what like, what do you, like, if you had to tease him right now, what would you say? Oh, I would poke his diaper and I would jab him in his sides a little bit. I love to rustle his hair and get him smiling. Aww. Well, I mean, is he soggy right now? No, he actually just, I changed him right before the start of the podcast because oh. he he wears to work and he came home from work and he looked like he was about to explode all over the place. <laughs> Dang, drag her. Uh, he didn't work out today and I didn't know if making him wear that heavy soggy diaper around was too much of a leg workout or not. So we decided to change it. His little leggies were getting tired. Oh, no. around. And then Bandit, how about you? What is your favorite thing to do to Dakota when you're in a daddy headspace? Oh, definitely teasing. Mm. Definitely. That's that's one of my biggest things. But we have some just special, like some special energy, you know, that we share, especially when we get into like more of the like the edge play side of ABDL, you know, where it's like the heavier like mental scenes. Um, we share just some really, really special like you know, and we're all adults and we're all kinksters here, but we're really, really heavy into like degradation and like role play and like consensual non-consent and like, you know, stuff like that. Um, and that's that's where our headspace is really mesh because it it takes a special person to be able to go in the deep water of, of kink and the deep water of headspace like that. 
you know, that, that, that takes a special person and we're able to do that with each other. Are you okay saying what happens in these dark mental headspaces that you guys role play in? I mean, like when you were saying that, I was like, I don't really know what he's talking about. So could you describe a scene? Sheer magic. That's what happens. Tear what? Sheer magic. Sheer magic. Oh, well, no, no, I was saying, like, what, like, what do these scenes look like? Like, are you, are you allowed to say, or are you not allowed, if you're not allowed to say, that's totally cool, too. No, I think we're allowed to say, I think that, um, we deal, we enjoy, like, taboos, I would say, so we enjoy, like, um, like he said, like, some consensual non-consent stuff, um, we really enjoy impact play. Yeah, I'm um, super into impact play. So, so like the most recent, um, one of the more recent scenes we did was like a caning scene, um, and I was in trouble. I forget what, but I did something to get my trouble because I like being spanked. Um, and we just did like some heavy like humiliation and degradation, and then he made me stand against the wall with my hands on the wall above my head on my sippy toes. Um, and he came me and made me count how many strikes. And I had some pretty, um, pretty good bruises. I posted it on Twitter. It's like my little badge of honor thing that I always do is I get spanked really good and then post pictures of the bruises because I think they're really hot. But, um, I don't think all of it is like all dark, intense scenes all the time. There's a lot of just like little micro things like day in and day out that we do to like help each, help each other <laughs> headspace. I'm guess what I'm hearing also is that when you live a lifestyle kink, you almost need to have that like I'll call it level two essence of play if you're always living in a kink headspace. Is that kind of what I'm kind of what I he- I'm yeah. hearing? Yeah. There's definitely levels too. Yeah, and and as like as lifestyle kinksters we're we're constantly like aggressively hunting the new something that's new or something that's different or something we always have a new kink yeah we're always searching for like new kinks new techniques like like let's try this let's see if we're in it we've been enjoying single tail whipping a lot lately what is that i don't know what that is oh it's just a whip like a a single tail whip oh okay it's like a cowboy whip is the easiest way i can describe it for someone that's not familiar it's called like a snake whip or like a bull whip style but the one that we use is a single tail Oh, very cool. Yeah, I have some I have some videos and pictures on my Twitter of it. There's a video. I'll I'll retweet it recently for people if they want to check it out. Yeah. Let's turn now to your pack, uh pack canis. Yeah. What yes. made what made you start that pack? I remember we were sitting in the lawn at our old home and from the beginning of our relationship, we've always, we always knew and always told each other that we wanted it to not just be the two of us, that we were both, we both consider ourselves poly, um, and that we enjoy not just playing with other people, but like actually having relationships with other people, um, as well. And I remember we were sitting in the yard of our old house. Before we moved and we were just like fantasizing about our future life and we said that we wanted to have like a puppy pack like you would have like a, any pack of dogs um but we like a human puppy pack um and we just like sat there talking about what what it would be like and we started essentially interviewing people to be a part of our lives and just meeting different people and we've had several different people come in and out of the pack like throughout its, throughout its existence um, but we're really really super happy and super stoked with where it's at right now and the people that we have in our lives you almost described something like a chosen family is that what you, i'm guessing that's what you call it yeah, yeah absolutely everyone everyone in our pack we share not only like a, a puppy like dynamic but we are in a a polyamorous like endearing loving relationship with that person our pack mates are 
we're we're in an intimate romantic relationship with them we live with we live we live with them we we all live together um we have one pack mate that lives on the east coast um he he has a life that in a career there um but other than that as far as uh maxi and little finney and dakota and myself we're all um you know we we to be in our pack it's not just like oh i'm i'm in this little club you're like these people are they're our entire life it's they're they're our partners they're our pack mates you know yeah sometimes we get messages on twitter that people are like oh how do i join your pack um and i think a pack a puppy pack can be a lot of different things and it doesn't have to be a formal relationship but for us it is and um so when people ask like how do i join your pack like we wish we could have all the people in the world but like in reality there is a like it's not an open membership thing like we we have to be very selective about who we allow into it because it's a it's a very very sacred thing yeah and i i'm just speaking for myself i feel like i could feel it on the pictures like your family i'll call them family photos that you guys post yeah they're always so cute and so genuine and i totally get the sentiment that other people have where they're like i just want to be a part of something that seems so warm and loving and inclusive and we want we want all the friends in the world so yeah and i think that's part of why we made ink paw our group chat too it's because we wanted to like extend that family feeling to like a group of people and then like an organized group of inksters how what piece of advice could you give to someone if they if they wanted to start their own pack don't rush it don't i i think i was i was a kinkster i've I've been in kink a little over 10 years now and just until the last three years i have found what i would consider a pack um i feel like a lot of times it gets it gets rushed because especially people that are more submissive they're dying to have a dom a good dom and sadly a lot very often they can fall into the wrong hands because they want a good dom um my advice is is take your time and don't be afraid to say hey that you're not this is not the right fit because we have we have had to do that and that is a very, very, very hard thing to do, especially when you have someone that reaches the stages with us, because we have a whole system where we have different stages for coloring system that we give and everything. We've had people just hit certain marks and we've, you know, had to come to a hard decision like this isn't the right fit for this dynamic. Um, but yeah, don't don't, you know, take your time, but also like put yourself out there. You know, I, I am. If you follow me, I am and and Dakota and everyone in our pack, we're the furthest thing away from being shy. Um, and you have to put yourself out there. Like, don't be afraid to say hello. I tell everybody, like, please send us a message, send me a message, say hello, like, talk to me. <clears throat> and we'll always do our best to talk back. Like, network. Yeah, we love friends. But, like, if you if you really, really, really want a pack, create in your head what you think your pack is going to look like and and then look for that and look for that and i think look around you too is my best advice because a lot of times i think the people that i think a lot of times the people that are going to be the best for us are the people that we already spend a lot of time with and i see it with like puppies a lot they're like yeah i have this really great group of five puppies that i hang out with all the time but I really 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 want to pack and I'm like you know sometimes I think well like why don't y'all all start one and like create and deepen that bond together like look at like if you want to be a part of an official pack like look at the the friends and close relationships that you already have and like check in with them and see if they'd be interested in doing that with you last question on packs um what happens if you don't because i feel like what i hear a lot is right kinks in themselves unless you're in like the major cities like seattle san francisco los angeles you're kind of spread out and you're kind of far from people and i totally see the sentiment of i'll say being jealous of your pack 
What would you tell someone if they're not in a kinky town, but they want to be part of a pack? The internet's your friend. I mean, mm-hmm. Skype, you know, and it's honestly, it's not going to be easy. I, you know, I won't even lie about that. We, when we left the East coast and moved to Seattle, we had a puppy, one of our very first puppies that was, that was collared to us. And, um, unfortunately he had a, a life and a career there. Um, and he couldn't, he couldn't come with us. And, and the, the big move put a lot of pressure on us. And at the end of the day, we had to make the adult decision to, to have him step out of the pack. We both, you know, made that decision on no, you know, bad grounds. Um, but it's, it, it's hard, you know, it's, it's definitely hard. Um, and, and the thing I would say is if that's something that you strive for is, is set goals. You know, if, if meeting in person is important to you, then set goals and say, Hey, in X amount of months, then we're going to meet. And then until then, you know, stay active, have that, have that communication, do those, you know, do the Skype calls, the Snapchat, whatever you have to do. Talk that, every day. Yeah. Talk every day. Even if you have a bad day, even if all you did that day was wet your diaper, like speak <laughs> to each other. Yeah. Cause we have like, we have people. Yeah. And we have people like I, I, a lot of people don't know, but I'm not strictly a dom. I'm actually, I'm actually very, very 50, 50 uh, verse when it comes to my headspaces. I have a very big um, submissive headspace. And I, I have a, mine and Dakota's big brother, who was one of the few people on the face of this earth that I'll submit to, um, actually lives in the Atlanta area. Um, and, and we're close with him and I, I miss him every day. And we talk every day. We Snapchat every day. We talk on Telegram every day. Um, you know, uh, and circling back again, you know, is the answer to the question is, is, you you find a goal you find what you want and you make a plan and you stick to it and you work hard to get there side question please tell me more about bandit being a sub (laughs) (laughs) everybody wants to see bandit in a diaper and everybody wants to see bandit with a chastity cage yeah yeah i would enjoy that Supposedly, somewhere on the internet, there are some subby pictures of Bandit yeah, and some subby videos. They're out there. Whenever this episode comes out, I'll retweet them. They're out there. There might be another wave of them coming soon. I've been I've been a pretty hard bully lately, so we'll see. I might I might need to be put in my place. I'm sure there's some pack mates that I have in pack canis that have no problem doing that. When you're in this sub headspace, does Dakota get to dom you? Oh, absolutely. Oh, so yeah. Dakota. And- Dakota and I are the alphas of Pat Canis. We, there is no ranking system in Pat Canis. We have titles, but none of us outrank the other. That's just not how we think it needs to be. But there is still like leadership. Yeah, structure. there are leadership structures. But what I'm what I'm coming around to is, with Dakota and I being the alphas of Pat Canis, when it comes to mine and his relationship outside of Daddy Little, he is my alpha as a puppy. And I answer to him when I am a puppy, I answer to him and, and I am his alpha as a puppy. So we are each other's alphas. So he is the first and final say so when it comes to me being a kingster and vice versa. So if, if I am to submit, he is the first person that I submit to. And if he is to submit, I'm the first person he submits to. Am I allowed to ask what you like to do in submissive headspace? <laughs> oh, he likes he likes the mind games. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a bit of a pain slut sometimes yeah. when I'm submissive. I like to be I like to be hit kind of hard. Um, I really like oral. Um, I guess you could say I will put almost anything in my mouth. I am I am a musk slut. You put some. <laughs> Musky socks in my face or an armpit or a diaper that has just the right amount of sog in it. And I'm a happy, I'm a happy boy. You can pull on his balls. Various face in various places. There's a lot of fun to be happy with a subby bandit. (laughs) Everybody wants to meet subby bandit. To feel, to now feel my, uh, my fever dream are you just like high as hell when this is happening and just like sniffing poppers left and right and just gooning out so i actually don't actually 
fun fact, uh, me being like a, a pupper dom, I myself don't use poppers at all. They they give me a really, really bad headache. Um, but Socks are his poppers. Socks are my poppers. <laughs> socks, so, musky socks will put me right in headspace. So, Dakota, do you just save your socks throughout the week? You're like, I'm going to use these later when it's really high. You know, I'll be honest. Usually, I just wear the same pair for about a week. Yeah. Um, and then hope that I don't lose them before it's naughty time. I love that. We are we are at the end of the day we are we are musky dogs we're beyond puppies we're flat out dogs now and we have like we're we're by all means we're hygienic like we have good hygiene but musk like musk and filth and feral play is very very much one of our top kinks so like we we wear the same like clothes for long periods of time we like to wear each other's clothes that have already been worn um it's it's a kink of ours and we have no shame in the intimate, like more taboo kinks that we're into because we try to be like spearheads of the kink community and be examples. And that is a, that is a more like entry level taboo kink that we're into. Like, fuck yeah. Like you've been wearing those socks for two weeks by all means, like, please gag me with them, like shove them down my throat. I'm here for it. I mean, I know some of the people in your pack, there's some pretty more than musky babies in there. I would say there's some pretty stinky babies in that pack. <laughs> That's yeah. been told. There, it has been said that there are some stinky babies in our pack. Are you are you proud of your stinky babies? Uh, Absolutely. We are, we're beyond proud of our entire pack and everything that they do, everything that they are. They make us proud every day just by, just by existing and by being part of our lives. Dakota, do you have a very favorite musk? Um, crotch smell, like, like a good pair of, like, used undies is probably my favorite, especially bandits. He has this one pair of shorts that always smells really, really good. Ooh, sexy. Mm-hmm. But they're, I bet they're over there just somewhere just laying around, just re- ready for you to go grab them. Um, <laughs> Bandit, let's move on to, I've, we have pups. We have babies. I've never met a hyena. Tell me more. <laughs> We're out there. Um, you know, when I started, when I I came across pup play kind of by accident. I had a very close friend that was into kink a little bit before me. And I kind of looked up to him as a mentor. And he was like, one day he was like, hey, you're going to be a puppy. And that was kind <laughs> of the start of it. Um but you kind of have phases, and I used to hear, like, old-school puppies say that they were dogs. And they'd be like, oh, I'm not a puppy anymore, I'm a dog. And I was like, man, I always wonder, like, wonder what they mean by that, you know? And I think when I really, like, dove into the full-time kinkster lifestyle is when I really kind of, like, gripped that. It's like, yeah, I'm a dog now. You know, does that make sense? Where, like, and I feel like it's kind of like in the ABDL, you kind of, like, start, and you're like, oh... Yeah, diapers are hot. I like to wear diapers. Like, it's oh, like, Canon diapers are hot. And then you're just like, oh, I'm baby. Yeah, it's kind of the difference between being, like, a little and a baby. Like, yeah. if you say you're a baby, it's like, okay, like, that's pretty that's pretty legit. Like, you're, you're talking all the time. But, like, a little, I guess, is something, to me, at least, something that's more often on. Yeah. But, like, as a, as a yeen, I think it's, like, a, it's still very much, like, like, pet play, but it's, uh, there are there there are definitely it is a subculture of pet play and most a lot of yeans kind of have very similar traits. You kind of hear like stimkey yean or like musky yean. A lot of yeans um, that I know are like pretty type A personalities, usually pretty pretty bratty, pretty mischievous, pretty like up to no good. Um, yeah, we're we're brats. We uh, yeans are notorious for. Uh, not being afraid to push back and like swing him way above our weight class if we need to. Um, I just kind of stumbled upon it, honestly, just through, through Twitter, um, just kind of like scrolling around and it's, it's very furry adjacent. And I'll be the first to say, I know as much as I know about kink, I know almost nothing about furries, but I think a lot of the, especially a lot of the art, artwork for like the yin stuff comes from the furry community. 
Um, so all the props to them. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of was just playing around on Twitter and stumbled across a couple of like uh, Yin accounts and was like, oh, that kind of sounds like me. And then what what makes it even more advanced is uh, Dakota and I have probably watched every actual hyena documentary on the face of this earth. We know way too, we much. Know way too much about actual hyenas. Um, and I like I, I genuinely the way that I act and, and my personalities is very, very similar to the more we watched hyena. hyena documentaries, the more convinced I was that Bandit is truly a hyena. I'm actually a hyena. <laughs> I love it. I, I just always say that I'm just slightly, slightly domesticated. Yes, a slightly domesticated. I'm a slightly domesticated hyena. I love it. I, I love it. it and it kind of goes with the, like what you were saying it goes with your personality right you guys are very let's go balls deep into kink and of course you would choose a persona that's like balls deep into kink into like pup play yeah yeah i love it well let's just finish the interview off with you know and we've touched on it already but you know abdl relationships right how do you how do you navigate an ABDL relationship. Do you think? Do you think your relationship works so well because Bandit is the dad and Dakota is the babe? I think that our relationship works for a lot of reasons. We have a lot going for us, um, but I would say that the main thing that we have going for us, and like this is ABDL any other king vanilla what have you is like we have excellent communication yep communication and we we never let problems just lay there unsolved like if we encounter a problem in our relationship like we will sit there and we will talk it out sometimes for hours until like we come to a solution like then we don't like let things sit and build we always like we talk it out a hundred percent of the time and we are completely honest with each other about 100 percent of everything um there there is no there is there is no other way that's going to work there and that is that is and dakota had to teach me that when i when we first met i had not the greatest communication and i'll i'll be the first like to say that um i think sometimes everybody like they see me as like the daddy and the big alpha. Um, and sometimes I think Dakota catches a little bit of a shadow just sometimes. Um, but man, this boy has taught me so much. So, so much. He probably knows more about pink than I do. Um, he, yeah, but like communication there, there's, there is no other way. We are, we are at a level where there's not a thing on the face of this earth that I'm scared to come to him with. And vice versa. And, and we're like that with our entire pack. When when we say you are with us, you're in a relationship with us. If there is something bothering you, the only thing that we can't work through is a lie. That is the only thing that we cannot navigate through. Um, I think that like ABDL is somewhat of an advanced kink as far as a lot of times you're dealing with an altered headspace and I think that ABDLs are some of the biggest culprits of like, oh, I was little, so like my communication wasn't great and like, that's okay. Um, And I always try to be like a really big champion of like, you can be as little as you want and still have really, really, really great communication and still have like really, really good relationship skills because like as fun as it can be sometimes to act like an like an absolute little brat like there's somebody on the other end of that who has to like deal with the ramifications and the uncertainty of like being if you're being little and not having good communication so I always like encourage everybody to like look at how their communication is when they're little especially if you're like planning on or if you do spend a lot of time in little space like you want to make your little self pleasant to be around. Um, and that I think is like my biggest piece of advice for like making a full-time ABDL relationship work because like ABDL is an advanced kink. There is a lot 
there that you can play with and there's a lot of fun to be had there um but being a good communicator is an important part of any team before we go i would just love to know do you guys have like a favorite story with each other a favorite play scene something that makes you both smile something that like you guys think is such like an amazing experience that you both did is there a story that you guys can tell to finish this episode off real well <laughs> the oreo one no yeah we can i was gonna say something more wholesome you're, say sitting, something more you're wholesome. sitting over here thinking naughty like, no i want a naughty story come on can i have a naughty story <laughs> i'm sitting here thinking of something so nice and sweet and so wholesome about when we saw seattle for the first oh, time that was and he's over here being such a naughty baby <laughs> i'm with dakota can we have the naughty story the naughty baby yeah. story when we first got together he tried it and that's the best way i can put it he tried my gangster he tried my daddy and he wanted to push buttons to see if i could match his level of kink and his level of like degradation and impact and things that he liked which is which is definitely like it's a method <laughs> um he has rules and with us being everyday kinksters there are rules that i've given him as his daddy that he abides by every single day, no matter what it is built into his life. You know, one of them being um, he's not allowed to say swear words or cuss words because those are for big boys and he's just a little. Um, mm. But at the beginning, when I really had to break him, he was not allowed to eat any sweets without my permission, because just like any little, he would have one, two, three, ten too many. Okay. So. Yes. I would go to work. I would work. I would work night shifts. Um, I would work overnight all night and he would be at home. And a lot of times he would do his schoolwork that night so we could stay up and kind of talk to each other and check on each other through the night. And I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I found out that he had eaten some Oreos without my permission. Mm -hmm. And we had this rule book, this little notebook, and we write all of his rules down in it. And it said in the rule book about the sweets. So as a punishment, I wanted to see, you know, teach him which was more like rewarding and which one was heavier and easier to hold up. So he had to hold both of his arms out with shoulder width, you know, parallel. And I put a plate of Oreos in one arm and the rule book and the other one. And he had to hold them out. And I stood behind him with a cane. And every time his arms broke parallel, I would cane him and make it raise him back up. And he quickly found out that the Oreos were going to weigh him down in life way faster than that book was because the Oreos were much heavier and that arm kept falling down and it got him I lots got, of ouchies. I got one of the worst spankings, worst slash best spankings I've ever had in my life. I was expecting like a hot and heavy story. Now I'm just scared to break a rule. <laughs> oh, Hot and heavy, hot. you're being naughty too. What can I say? I'm a horny, I'm a horny baby. Yeah, well, and I'm a naughty yin. There you go. And Dakota's just a stinker over there. <laughs> He's a sweet boy. Oh. Uh, well, thank you, Bandit and Dakota, for coming yeah. to Newsy's Nook and smoking with me and sharing really good advice and some stories. Yeah, so everybody, much. please like reach out to us and say hello. We try to interact as much as we can. Yeah, um, we do we do work full time though contrary to popular belief we don't we don't sit at home and just <laughs> make content all day <laughs> we have we sadly we have to go and pretend to be humans for a couple of hours a day but please reach out to us and say hello yeah oh there you go and i'll put i'll put your links in the show notes well yeah. thank thank you guys for coming to newsy's nook see all ya. right bye bye <laughs> all right kiddos before we go i want to tell the story of me going to disneyland padded over the weekend my boyfriend and i went to disneyland for gay days in anaheim i wore tykeable short alls with a red shirt cute shoes and like this color block spinny wheel hat and I was walking around, I was high, I was soggy, I was feeling the fantasy, and I noticed in all of the photos we were taking, there was this, like, dark mark on the side of my cheek, 
And I kept asking my boyfriend, like, what is this dark mark? And he was like, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing. So finally, I was at, like, max peak being high, you know, just, like, smile from cheek to cheek. And I finally was like, come on, tell me, like, what is this dark mark? It's not going away. And he's like, oh, you missed a spot when you were shaving. And because I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, I literally, like, even the guy next to us at, like, this bar in California Adventure was like, are you guys okay? Because I must have gotten so quiet and so sullen face that, like, I guess the whole energy in the room changed. And it, like, it ruined my day for, like, a good 10 minutes. And we were walking to this next ride because we had, they used to be called fast passes. Now they're called lightning passes. That's how old I am. And we were walking to this to this other ride. I forgot what it was. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, you know what? It kind of builds on the fact that I am a little or I am a baby that I missed a spot on my face while I was shaving, right? So in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm in a soggy diaper. I'm in these little clothes. I'm holding my boyfriend's hand. I missed a spot while shaving. I am not an adult. I am literally a baby. And the more I thought about it, the more it kind of put a smile on my face. And I tell this story because I think it's such a powerful example about how kinks can help reshape a mindset. And it definitely reshaped mine. And I actually had like an even more fun time at Disneyland knowing that like I had this mishap on my face and I'm wearing these like super fun little clothes and no one really knows that I'm wearing a diaper. Other than me, even though I posted a video of me walking around at Disneyland and everyone was like, look at that waddle. But there you go. I don't know. I had a great time. I think anyone who can should go to Disneyland padded at least once. It's a definitely an interesting experience. And the security guards didn't even care when they looked in the bag and saw like other diapers. They literally were just like, move along. So there you go. The power of being an ABDL. All right, kiddos. I'm officially soggy. I'm leaking all over the place. I gotta go change. See ya. Bye. Hey, do you know how to read? I don't know how to read, but I heard Playtime has a new bi-weekly online kink magazine. It's called Play zine. Yeah, I heard if I knew how to read, I could read about different fetish lifestyles, events, entertainment, and news. I guess I gotta go to the Playtime website to practice my reading skills.